Welcome to another episode of Behind the Dreamers with the Starter Girls. I'm Jennifer Loading. And I'm Brianna Drellis. And we're talking to the achievers, creators, magic makers, and the dreamers. These are our friends. These are your friends. And they are living the extraordinary. Today's episode is brought to you by Walt Mills Photographer of Glad Models Agency. If you are here in the Dallas or surrounding area and looking for some photography work, check out Walt Mills. You can learn more about him and his work at Photos by Walt. Com. We'd also like to do a special shout out to Upbeat Studios with Chris Clough. He can take care of all of your event and podcast needs. That's right. And we're here in the studio today. Yes, we Yay. are. Right. We have a guest too. Super excited about that. A very special guest. A very special guest. Yes. And who do we have, Brianna? We have the one and only, my father, the king of yellow glasses, Anthony Fidelli. And it is awesome because if they're tuning in and not getting to watch this video, he definitely has some awesome, cool yellow glasses on. So I'm, I'm sorry. Loving I it. thought this was being broadcast. It is being broadcast. Like video broadcast. It is going to be video, but we have people that listen in that don't see the video too. Well, where's so. the cameras? They're, they're all over our at the studio. So they, yeah, they're looking at you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, there you go. This is incredible. I That's like right. it. That's right. But some of our people listen in and don't actually see the video, no, and so I they don't, don't get to, you know. I don't care about them. Yeah, get the full. All right. Well, I'm going to tell our audience a little bit about Brianna's famous dad here so that our listeners will get to know who we are talking to. Let's so, clear something else. Let's clear let's it. Let's clear. I'm not famous. Okay, you're not famous. I'm notable. <laughs> I'm interesting. <laughs> But well, far maybe, from frame, maybe you're famous to Brianna. So, you well, know, I would like my kids to say that about me. Okay. You know? See? I'll pay you later, Bri. Sounds right. great. Sounds Perfect. great. All right. So Anthony Fidelli is a writer, film director, gourmet chef, and avid historian. Born in Brooklyn, New York, Fidelli has been a part of the Dallas business community for over 30 years. He's been on the international judging committees for the prestigious Clio and International Broadcast Awards, as well as receiving over hundreds of creative awards including Venice Film Festival, International Film Festival of New York, Addy, and Clio recognition for both print and broadcast. He's nationally known for his strategic thinking, new product introductions, and high-profile concepts. Mr. Fidelli has been recognized by Who's Who in advertising and Ad Ages Special Edition on the 100 Best TV Commercials. He created the advertising campaign that launched Southwest Airlines to success, as well as many other product firsts, including the first handheld consumer calculator, the first nutritional snack food, and the first pizza home delivery system. I read up on all this. Awesome stuff. You may have seen Mr. Fidelli on a previous season of Gordon Ramsay's MasterChef TV show, and he recently published his cookbook, Thomas Little... What is this? Tommy Clams, right? I got this right? I'm glad you did. Awesome. <laughs> a Brooklyn storybook of good times, good food, and good fellas available in stores nearby. That's right. So welcome to the show. We're excited to have you here. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> because we want to talk about your success. And we have entrepreneurs that tune into this show and listen. And we like to know notably recognize people that are doing things in the community so that they can learn from you. They're probably young. Mm, maybe not all no, of them. Not no. all of them. Yeah. All, all ages. But well, I, yeah. Really? I yeah. think the other thing or the other reason why I really thought it'd be great to have you on is because A, you're a creative, but also you have um, been through lots of different ups and downs, but also lots of different careers. You've done a lot of different career paths and you've um, Sanitation you... was one of my better ones. Oh, really? <laughs> That's well, another story. 
Yeah, well, and a lot of times what happens, you know, the when, journey of the journey of the creative, the journey of yeah. the entrepreneur. You read, all you, of read you read the article about the garbage cans and coming up, floating oh, up from. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, what I was going to say is that a lot of times when people talk about entrepreneurship, they focus on all the highlights and there's this glam over of being an entrepreneur, right? We know that being an entrepreneur, doing, achieving anything really, there are ups and downs, there's valleys, right? Yeah, I, and so I that's say, what we like to, absolutely. we would, like to talk about that I stuff. I would say so. far more failures than success. Well, I want to open up because you've done a lot of amazing things. And I did read your bio that you sent over that talked about like the home delivery, the pizza, the Southwest Airlines. Yeah. So amazing stuff. So I want to kind of just open up, I guess, with how this came about for you, because was this something that you just, I mean, have you been creative your whole life and sort of kind of went into this? Did you study this? How did this all come about for you? Fear. Fear. Money. Money. Okay. No, it's... First of all, I was, I'm unemployable. When you're my age, you don't. You don't. Find. Have you always been unemployable, though? Oh, of course. <laughs> we, have to we have to determine that. I we mean, need to know. know. I mean, they, I yeah. couldn't even get a job at Tom Thumb. I mean, it was really embarrassing. Mm -mm. But regardless. Uh, Not always unemployable. Oh, why, why do you say that? Because you've worked in advertising agencies for years. You had your own advertising agency. Look at me. I'm here now. That's called unemployable. <laughs> well, entrepreneurs are, you know, a lot of times unemployable. Well, I, it's, I, I think that's kind of you to call me that E word. But I like the word, the S word, survival. Survival. Much mm. better. You know. And this is really getting to be a boring conversation. So... <laughs> Hopefully someone will liven it up. Well, you well, got to so, get back. You got to get back to telling us the story. Go ahead, so, Chris. So since you really haven't done much with your life, I guess the better question is, <laughs> is what did you do with all the free time? There you go. That is good. Have you ever seen me at a loss of words? <laughs> gotcha. You, Chris, you got me. I'd much rather talk about my book. We're going to get to that, but we got to get we got to preface this. That's why we were asking you. Well, the the book is very important because the book is really part of the answers to the questions you're okay. going to ask well, me. Well, tell us about the book. The start book, there. Well, I had nothing better to do than to think about one's life as you get closer to death. So you figure out what are the interesting things you've done. So I thought of that, and I realized they weren't interesting at all. But then I found out, going through some old photographs, the interesting stuff was what your life was all about and what your family's all about. So taking that in mind, I started to develop uh, stories based on, uh, actually family stories as a kid I heard, and developed them into... Uh, stories from my book, but more importantly, stories from my life in advertising, like the guy who tried to kill his wife, but didn't succeed. His wife wound up killing him. So that's funny, guys. I mean, <laughs> come on. This guy is like, he put barbells in closets so that when she opened it, and it, she lived, tried to gas her in the car. Wow. But she woke up, he blanked out from the gas, 
died, she collected the money. So Ooh. that's oh, that, wow. that you know, it's all it's it's advertising. Uh, advertising people are really strange. And then the other thing that I thought was really cool, Dad, is that you've been you've been a writer your whole life. I mean, you've been writing books, novels, screenplays for so long, and then to finally be able to take this dream right here, but also the ideas and the, con and the concepts, which incorporate your cooking, because you're an amazing cook and chef, into the stories, I thought was really cool. And it was just for me, from a personal standpoint, I loved seeing you be able to finally get this book in your hands. Yeah, I want to talk about that, but I want to talk about Gordon Ramsay. Did, did you know that I was kicked off the show? Uh, tell us about it. Uh, <laughs> it's embarrassing. I got kicked off. Gordon kicked me off because I couldn't slice, peel an apple properly. Oh, that's right. Yes. He had a special way of slicing apples, which you... Was this the was this the part of the competition where they're like, okay, you've got an hour. How many apples can you slice? Yeah, but and it was, it, and they have to be lined up properly. Like all the slices have yeah, to be. Yeah, it was sixty seconds. Okay, sixty seconds. And get very, as many very uniformly, sharp. like very uniformly oh, sliced. You know, like an eighth of an inch. You know, uh, and very sharp knives. Couldn't do it. Could not do it to his expectations. And I didn't, he didn't yell at me either. He was really quite nice. That's good. I guess. But, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's got to go at some point on those shows, right? Yeah, especially since you don't get paid. You have to buy your own bloody food. Yeah. I mean, oh. they don't give you anything. I mean, they give you $40 a day, and you're expected to pay your own stuff. I mean, you can't buy heroin for $40 a day. You can't buy anything for $40 a day. Did I just say that? <laughs> you can't. Well, you get on the show. I guess that's. Uh, the whole, yeah. I guess that's what it's about. It, no, it was fun, and he's yeah. a very, he's a good man, good guy. Yeah. I have a lot of respect. How long for were him. you on there for? Well, I was out in L.A. for ten days for doing ten days. the show. Yeah. You know. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah. What an experience. Yeah. Absolutely. To add, add to your your I guess your. List of experiences. That that ranks right up there, along with going to New, going to Poland and smuggling out tapes of the Pope. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. Is this real? Yeah. Is this a, did you write about this in the book? No. No. <laughs> no. He was uh, Pope John Paul II. Mm -hmm. At that time, was the Cardinal of Warsaw, and he was quite a singer. And he gave us this group, I was with tapes of his songs, which we turned into a record album. And Chris probably knows about all these Polish albums. Yeah, they're good, top, top 10 list, Worked easily. With me. Top easily. It, well, <laughs> Billboard got two, three bullets on Billboard, so <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, we, we smuggled out the tapes, created a, uh, a record album. And it sold, it was an enormous hit with the Poles in the Midwest. Hmm. Didn't do well in Florida, but yeah, they're old people there anyway, so, and Jewish, and they wouldn't want the Pope's album, I yeah. wouldn't think. <laughs> I mean, but I buy Jewish albums. 
Sure. I, have, I haven't bought one, so. Well. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna reel you back in. I'm gonna pull you back because this book, I'm ex I'm excited to look at this book. But because I told you we have entrepreneurs on here, and they're gonna want to know how you reached the success that you did. I think it's more than fear, and well, actually, there's more to, more to it. It's than having that. enough money to self-publish. To self-publish. Okay. Which don't you get, for your book. Yeah, don't get me started on self-publishing because it's a look down way mm -hmm. of getting a book. So that no, we've all, we've all, I know, you know, Brian and I terrible, published too. Terrible. So. Newspapers yeah. will crit, critique it. I mean, you can't get publicity for it, really, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, because it's self-published. And it wouldn't be self-published if publishers had the cojones to really look at something and, and gamble. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but self-publishing should not be looked down upon. It really, really shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I know we know a lot of people that I mean doing books, and that's a question that comes up for a lot of people. There, should I go self-publishing? Should I get a publisher? And oh yeah, get it. I get a publisher yeah. first, but no one would. Who who wants to publish this dude? You know. Right, right. Well, and the publishing world has has changed so much, just like the the music industry, where a lot of times a lot of publishers are looking at okay. Does my does this author do they have an audience? Do mm -hmm. they have a following? Do they have mm -hmm. a community that I'm going to sell these books to? Like all of this stuff. So, right. um, I don't know. Personally, I think that self publishing is a is a great route, especially if you don't quite have that community built up. No, it's a it's a great route. I mean, uh, it's it's difficult for self publishers. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, just look down upon. But you finally, but you got it done. Yeah. So that's the that's the great thing, and it took time. You've been yeah. developing these these stories and these. I think that's kind of the other thing. If you're listening in, it's like this is something that any book or any project really takes time. Mm -hmm. So for you, you know, you've been developing these these, sorry, um, recipes, but also these stories. You've been writing these stories for years. Yeah. Well. They, so. You know, I wanted to actually leave something for my kids recipes sure. because I got tired of them calling me up wanting the recipe <laughs> and I hate phone calls even worse I hate, hate conversations mm. even worse I hate conversations we're taxing that, you today aren't that we goes we're more making, than 20 we're seconds we're making a conversation here so uh, I wanted to do the recipes for the kids but then I figured out being kind of a marketing guy how many recipe books out there yeah. Ouch, how many with Italian cooks? Ouch, I mean. Yeah. So I said, well, I'm just going to take my recipes, which are basically country recipes mm -hmm. for poor people in Italy. And I'll put that together and add some other stuff to it. And that's interesting. Eh, maybe I'd put some stories with them, make them more interesting. Sure. So that's that's what happened. And all the stories are true but kind of embellished a little bit i would say that yes how long did it take you to work on this i mean how she said brianna mentioned you've been collecting this for a while so how long i guess when, from the time that you made i guess the decision to put this together a couple of years a couple of years yeah okay. because yeah. i had so much of it done already sure problem was putting it together right right you know. and self-publishers don't make your life easy Sure. Especially if you have photographs and there's stuff that wasn't copyrighted that should have been copyrighted. I mean, just. Yeah. But anyway, it's over with. 
Yeah, I know. That's good. And I asked that question because I think a lot of times when we're talking to even people that are trying to write books, like I know personally, Brianna and I've talked about this. My struggle when I did mine was just really getting the outline. Once I had the outline, I could fill in all the stuff. I didn't have the stuff yet, but it was getting that outline put together. And I think so often people get hung up on, I got to have all this done like really fast. Like, And I'm like, stop comparing yourself to everybody because everybody's journey is different. Their process is different. And if you've been collecting the information, are you just now sitting down and where you're at? Everyone's different. So I think it's Absolutely. your own journey. And that's why I was asking. That's, that's good to know. Well, I, I'm laughing and I'm thinking about when I'm, you and I would cook together when I was little cook together in the kitchen. And if we were going through tough times as a family financially, I remember you always saying like, we will never starve. Like I know, because we would, you would always, we always had food. Oh, we yeah. always had food. So when you said, you know, these recipes are for like the, the poor, the poor man recipe in country, Italy, et cetera. Like, I mean, I just, that's something that I learned from a really early, early age is that we know how to make good food. You know, we're never going to start. Always eat well. Yes. Italians we always did. know how to do that. We always ate well. Well, I'm glad you, you haven't gotten fat either. Well, thank you. You're quite welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my grandfather cooked, uh, it was all Italian food, but he cooked so many meals in a day and he'd be like, oh no, you got to have some. I'm like, I just ate. No, you got to have some. I just ate. Yeah. It's like, and it's just like it, constant, have, constant, I mean, constant. It's a great memory. Isn't it? Oh yeah, it really is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Well, I kind of want to get to some rapid fire. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think we should too. I think we're going to have fun with that. I'm going to let you kick this off. Okay. Okay. We're going to ask you a couple of just questions and you're not going to have a hard time answering these quickly because that's the way you operate. So first concert you've ever been to? First concert. James Brown in the Flames. Ooh. Chris is like yes. palms up in the air right now. All right. I got one favorite recipe out of that book. Lobster Diablo. Mm, that, we got to check that yeah. one out. Okay. Favorite color of tie. You used to wear ties all the time. You don't anymore, but you used to rock some awesome ties. No favorite. No favorite. I thought, I thought you were going to say pink. Mm. No, no favorite. My dad okay. was rocking pink when pink wasn't cool. Mm, very cool. All right. Favorite place you've ever traveled to? Estonia. Mm. Oh, yes. That's good. Okay. Bunch of communists. If you could hop on a plane right now and go travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Lago Maggiore. Mm. Where's that? Italy. Oh. We're wearing, okay. I think last one, one I'm going to ask. Favorite guilty pleasure? Food. Something junky. Bluebell vanilla ice cream. Mm. <laughs> anything in Bluebell. Any, anything Bluebell. Okay. Yeah. I'm searching for wedding cake. They just put out wedding cake. Mm. Yeah. You, you know, know, I did a Bluebell tour in March. I know you did. I it's know you awesome. did. It's pretty awesome. You didn't take dad with you. No, I didn't take dad. I was once offered a job as a marketing director for Bluebell. You could have gotten a free Bluebell. Yeah, but they didn't like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he said he's unemployable, so, you know. That's right. That's right. That didn't work. All right. You got anything else? No, nope, that's it. Those are fun. Thanks for coming, Dan. Yeah. Oh, wait. Let's talk about, I do want to tell yes. people Where they can the get name of book. your book and where they can find the book. Absolutely. Well, it's on Amazon.com and the title is Little Tommy Clamps. Okay. And I'm going to hold it up real yeah. quick. It's a good hearty book. I'm going to check it out. There it is. This is such an awesome, awesome collection of stories and recipes. You should, the audience should know that. 
It's for mature audiences. Very, very mature audiences. Don't <laughs> buy it for your child. Yeah, keep it away from your children. It's nothing. Oh, yeah. That I, should I do. Ruby did open it up at one point. It was like, whoa. <laughs> Grandpa wrote this book? <laughs> Put that down. You're not supposed to have that right now. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I, yes. I guess I'm supposed to say that, although. Hey, we had fun I'm with the, you. This was thank fun. Thank you. We're so happy you could come. This was a lot for me. I want you to know yeah. that. Yeah. We are. We feel honored that you showed up today. And, well, yes. you should be. <laughs> it was fun, and we like your glasses. You came yes, in all in style with those yellow glasses, so all fun. So we do want to say, of course, our listeners, check out the book, absolutely. And if you enjoy our show, please be sure you give us a rating both on iTunes and Facebook because we can't do this without you, and hit that subscribe button on the YouTube. That's right, and I do have a, a parting thought for you. Good food is good food, even if it ain't Italian. <laughs> And that's from Little Tommy Clams. Oh, so I was going to say that. Sounds that's like not a familiar. All right. To live Thank the extraordinary, you, you must start. And every start begins with a decision. You guys take care. Be safe and be kind to one another. We Thank will see you, you next time. Thank you.